0: Hello and welcome to Talking Opinions, I am Anthony Livingston Hall. African leaders would have you believe they are serious about finding African solutions to African problems. But given the chronic poverty, violence and other forms of civil strife which have Africans fleeing to Europe in sequent toil. Believing them would require you to obey that most essential Orwellian command to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. But if George Orwell is too dystopian for you, perhaps Rudyard Kipling will do, because nothing indicts post-colonial development in Africa quite like African leaders today unwittingly justifying the racist clarion call Kipling made nearly a century ago for America to take up the white man's burden of colonizing non-white people for their own sake. After all, only that explains white American and European leaders expressing more credible concerns about Russia's genocidal war in Ukraine triggering starvation in Africa than black African leaders themselves. Their concerns stem from the fact that many countries in Africa depend on Ukrainian grain exports. But Russia is blockading Ukraine's black seaports, which is preventing the export of 20 million tonnes of grain intended for those countries. The United Nations tried to prevail upon Russia for months to allow exports of that grain on humanitarian grounds to no avail, conceding its fecklessness the UN ceded its role as international mediator to Turkey. It then appealed as a trusted ally on similar grounds, to no avail. No doubt that is why Maki Sall, head of the African Union, ended up leading a delegation on a pilgrimage to Russia on June 3 they went to beg Russian President Vladimir Putin to lift his blockade to spare millions of Africans on the brink of starvation. Apropos of which, David Beasley, director of the UN World Food Programme, has been sounding alarm all over the media about what Russia's blockade portends. Perhaps you've seen him, but here is how The Guardian reported him doing so on Tuesday. Dozens of countries risk protests, riots and political violence this year. As food prices surge around the world, the head of the Food Aid branch of the United Nations has warned. Beasley said the world faced frightening shortages that could destabilise countries, that depend on wheat exports from Ukraine. Ukraine grows enough food every year to feed 400 million people. It is a very, very frightening time, said Beasley. We are facing hell on earth if we do not respond immediately. The best thing we can do right now is to end that damn war in Ukraine and get the ports open." That said, nobody should have been surprised that Putin showed nothing but contempt for Sal and his delegation, and even less regard for the African people they represented. Because he looked Sal dead in the eye and told him the cold-hearted, big lie that Russia is not blockading Ukrainian grain exports. This, despite the fact that, just weeks before, he had dispatched his Baghdad Bob, Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov, to gaslight Western countries with a proposal to lift their sanctions on Russia in exchange for Russia lifting the blockade on Ukrainian grain exports, a proposal that not only admitted of what Putin was now denying, but betrayed his clear intent to use food as a weapon of war. And so, with no hint of humanity, or humanitarian concern. Putin sent Sal back to Africa with nothing more than a patronizing promise to see what he can do about getting his African wards some cereal and fertilizer. Never mind that he knows everyone knows that Russia stole the cereal and fertilizer he was offering from Ukraine. (laughs) Alas, such are the petty yet diabolical mind games Putin delights in playing with people's lives. But what African leaders also know is that Putin is blockading Ukrainian grain exports as part of his war strategy because his genocidal intent is to force starving people in Africa to flood the European countries arming Ukraine and sanctioning Russia to save their lives. They know this not least because African countries import 90% of their wheat uh, wait for it from Russia. (laughs) And Despite its specious protestations, nothing is preventing Russia from exporting that wheat to Africa. The fact is that, according to Putin's chess master chequers amateur way of thinking, such a looming flood of refugees would force European leaders to come to their senses lift all sanctions, and let him have his way with Ukraine. More to the point though, this is the all-too-predictable thanks Africans get for showing far greater support for Putin's genocidal invasion of Ukraine than people on any other continent. I ridiculed their antic inclination In the blog commentary, few Africans blame Putin for his war. (laughs) Now we know why. On April 9. But you'd be forgiven for wondering how a continent like Africa, that is so rich in mineral resources and arable land, finds itself in this predicament. Well, it just so happens that I foreshadowed this in another blog commentary, Zimbabwe, from Africa's breadbasket to basket case, way back on December 5, 2008, as follows. Like his independence blueprint for black empowerment, Mugabe's land reforms have been an abject failure. Five years ago, there were 4,000 productive white-owned farms in Zimbabwe. Today, there are only 400 mostly unproductive black-owned farms left. Five years ago, Zimbabwe was the breadbasket of sub-Saharan Africa. Today, it is a basket case of starving people. End quote. But I hasten to clarify here that the ridicule in the blog commentary I cited earlier was informed by the surreal juxtaposition of African leaders willfully parroting Putin's propaganda with European leaders defiantly denouncing it. For example, even after Putin dissed him in Russia, There was Sal of the African Union doing his bidding in Europe last week. This by preaching to European leaders about how their sanctions against Russia are worsening the food crisis in Africa. He even played the colonial card by suggesting that Russia would never use food as a weapon of war against Africa because Russia supported the independence struggle many African countries had with their colonial masters in Europe. <laughs> Out. But Sal had to have known that his message was as untenable as it was unconscionable. Not to mention the damning irony that, over fifty years after decolonization, hundreds of Africans, men, women and children, are risking their lives practically every day to subjugate themselves to the paternal mercies of those former colonial masters in Europe, as I've had just cause to bemoan in commentaries like African migrants turning Mediterranean Sea into vast cemetery. On February 12, 2015. This is why Sal's tone-deaf pleading for Africa while defending Russia incited a chorus of defensive indignation. And no less a person than Putin's European soulmate, French President Emmanuel Macron, took the lead. He made a public show of telling Sal that European sanctions against Russia had nothing to do with disruptions of grain exports to Africa. Then, during a Zoom address to the African Union on Monday, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky trumped Macron and shamed Sal by telling the members directly that russia is using its blockade of ukrainian grain exports to hold africa hostage but perhaps darkest of all is what eu foreign policy chief joseph Borrell said at a meeting with eu foreign ministers on monday here is how dirche reported his reaction to saal's message EU foreign policy chief Josep Borrell called Russia's blockade a real war crime. He rejected Russia's claim that the current food crisis is a result of EU sanctions, adding that EU sanctions don't forbid countries outside of the EU from food trade practices with Russia or other countries. I want to insist... That it's not the EU sanctions that are creating this crisis. Our sanctions don't target food, don't target fertilizers. The problem comes from the Russian blockade of Ukrainian grains, he said. End quote. Uh, given all that, you'd be forgiven the mistaken impression that European leaders are more concerned about preventing another famine breaking out in Africa than they are about preventing another world war breaking out in Europe. But remarkably, nobody seems more possessed of this mistaken impression than Sal of the African Union himself because only that explains Politico quoting him just on Wednesday, saying that the destabilization of Africa due to famine is as important as the outcome of the war in Ukraine today. <laughs> quote. Of course, as concerned as European leaders might be, Nothing could be further from the truth. And this is so for no leader in the whole world more than it is for Sal's putative comrade, Vladimir Putin. Meanwhile, US President Joe Biden has had the good sense to stay above this neo-colonial fray. Instead, he has been working on other means to export Ukrainian grain to avoid having to cross the Black Sea, which everyone fears is now planted with Russian mines. Even so, I think Biden should lend his moral authority and bully pulpit to this public debate by doing what I urged him to do on May 21, In the comments section to a report in The Economist on Russia's blockade, I wrote the following. Biden should hold a press conference and damn Putin, not just for stealing Ukrainian grain intended for export to poor countries, but also for blocking any ship from accessing ports in the Black Sea to export what little grain he did not steal. But Biden should also call out leaders of developing countries, especially in Africa, for their deafening silence, which amounts to complicity, as Putin hoards and blocks food that could prevent millions of their own people from starvation. That's it. Subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcasts. And for thought-provoking commentaries often laced with humor, I invite you to visit my blog at www.ipjn.com. Thank you for listening, and until the next Talking Opinions, goodbye.